As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love, our worship, our praise be to you, Heavenly Abba, who sits on the throne and will never, ever be usurped. Thank you so much, Heavenly Abba, for bringing us back today with Pastor Sam to discuss... Oh my goodness, I drew a blank and forgot the title of our show right off the bat. That figures. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Bible today. Yes. About the inner man in the Bible. And I've been holding off for this study so that we could do it all at one time. So there's just been some teasers, but now we're going to go through. And I think where people have, we kind of, Holly, you and I in this study have kind of been up against a stone wall where the naysayers and poo-pooers are like, uh, the Bible doesn't talk about the inner man. Why do you think the inner man can be fractured? Why do you think the inner man can be damaged? And what we're going to do is smash through that, just explosively breach through that. And I think that your viewers and partners and people that are looking to God for help and for he inner healing are going to see that the Bible is a manual on the inner man, the, the inner girl, you said while we were uh, <laughs> talking earlier. Yep. So, yeah, uh, and I think that after this study, it's, it's not – an exhaustive study. It's not a PhD level study. It's just a very simple primer of where and how the Bible talks about the inner man. And then, and then once we remove the veil, once we break through that barrier, you're going to see that 
just like when Jesus opened the minds of the disciples in Matthew 24 so that they might understand the scriptures. These were people that knew the Old Testament, but how it was all revealed in this guy that was walking with them every day for three and a half years, they couldn't figure it out until he opened their minds. And so after we just break through here, I think that you will find Bible study very natural and that the Lord will show you many, 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 many places in your daily studies. That you'll just open the word and the Lord will speak to you about this is talking about your heart. This is talking about your mind being healed. And that's what the whole series is about, is that this is not a subject that's alien to the Bible. It's not only in the Bible, it's all through the Bible. And so we're just going to take a look at that today at some of the verses and I think that it, I think you'll all be blessed. Selah, I'm amped because I think Heavenly Abba healed my inner girl, <laughs> my inner children. <laughs> well, yes, this is the promise of the word, and it's not so hard to find. It's just so easy to bow the knee. It's something that we learn to do. As we walk in the light, we learn to do every day, to take up our cross daily, to lift up holy hands daily, and to surrender some honor and glory to him that liveth forever and ever, and to bow the knee, and to submit ourselves to God. It's something that we do once and for all. We do it daily, then thereafter. So I'm really happy for you, Holly, that you're walking in a, a, a totally new realm of unity and healing and we're just going to extend that out to your audience by faith right now in the name of Jesus. So I'd like to start with this verse. We're going to talk about three Greek words, cardia, naos, cardia is the heart, naos is the mind, and phroneos, which is where we get diaphragm. It is has to do with the kidneys. It has to, It's just another word for the inner man. And I'm going to post the definitions of these. You can look them up in your Strong's. Uh, just don't get lost in the shuffle that the Bible speaks probably more than a hundred times in the New Testament about the inner man and what promises there are for the healing of it. So here we are. Let's look at Philippians 4, 7, and then we'll just jump off from this verse. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts, cardia, shall keep your hearts and minds nows, the Greek word, through Christ Jesus. So we have this promise, guys, that, that the peace of God will enter in. And listen, dealing with uh, dealing with fractured people, the one thing that they generally lack is peace. They are very high strong, which is part of the reason, not all of it, but part of the reason that there's a driving towards uh, substances, towards drugs and alcohol, because there's no peace. And it's really hard to be amped up all the time. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So here the Godhead is working. The Holy Spirit, heart of the Father, is working through Christ Jesus to put his peace into your heart, and into your mind. So we're going to just run through a bunch of verses here where these parts of the inner man are mentioned in the Bible. But 
let's start with that one. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. All right. What do you say, Holly? How you doing? I am doing absolutely great. We got, we have our, our prayer warriors. We have our artillery in the chat room. Uh, Grace is there, and she's been on Fringe a couple times with me talking about spiritual warfare. So we've got reinforcements, and hopefully we'll have a clear connection and no turbulence along this broadcast. In the name of Jesus. And if you're in the chat, this is your last chance to have your question addressed before we go to press, because we're, we're wrapping after after this broadcast. And Holly and I are writing a book together, which is based on the transcripts of these interviews. And we're still going to get together and hang out. And so uh, yes, the door so will not. be open for all of you to, to ask questions in the future. But for you to have your concern or your question in the study that we're publishing, today's your last chance. So please just be bold and do that. Don't be shy. Okay. Cardia. Uh, let's look at this. I've got the definition right here. One, the heart. That organ A, that organ in the animal body, which is the center of the circulation, the blood, and hence was regarded as the seat of physical life. B, denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life. By the way, when you look in Latin, French, which is a Latin language, uh, cardia is core C-O-R and one of the key concepts in monarch programming is that there are fragments but underneath the fragments is a core well that's literally the Latin root Latin coming from Greek that is being discussed in the Bible here it occurs 160 times. And of course, one of those times is the famous verse in Luke 4.18, where Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. And that's the only compound occurrence of son Trebo, Strong's number 4937, to be broken to shivers, and Cardia, this word that we're looking at. In our study today, that's Strong's number 2588. You want to look that up. Okay. Okay. So, uh, this is a long list. We may read a few of these. Holly, if there's a few that you want to just read it out of the King James, feel free to select those. Uh, because this is a long list, I don't want to, I don't want to belabor the point by reading them all out, but there are, uh, probably 50 or 60 references here. So one thing that we've discussed before, and I'll go ahead and read this verse, okay. although we've covered it before. The heart can have another person in it. So anybody who's really versed in Holy Ghost spiritual warfare understands that there are such a thing as soul ties, especially if you've slept with someone. But there are other ways. Really, sex and drugs are the biggest ways. But there are a lot of ways, and it's really very easy to cultivate a soul tie, and they're not all bad. You know, I was a little worried for Space Ghost the Cat last night, because I let him I let him run the streets a little bit when there's not a lot of people around, especially when it's cold outside, so that he'll come back shortly uh, and, and not get too far out where the coyotes are and stuff, where he loses life very easily. But he's bigger now, 
And so I let him out a little bit. Well, last night he got lost. Well, you know, I got a lot invested in this cat, both financially <laughs> and in time and emotionally. I love him. Little furball that he is. I put him away when I broadcast because he'll scamper hither and, hither and yon and make noises, stuff like that. So I put him in the barn, but I was really concerned about him. So, uh, is there a soul tie? Do I have a soul tie with Space Ghost the Cat? Well, obviously, yes. Obviously, yes. And it's not a bad thing. This is why he is civil and cultured and behaved and not wild. Oh, I'm going to read the Bible verses and then you talk. So just say read when, and I'll read the Bible verses. Now that I know awesome. where we what are. What I'd like you to do is pick the ones that you want to read and then just jump in. Okay. Other, other than that, I'll just give the reference. Did you want to read this first one, though? Uh, heart can be under a veil? or the uh, No. Sorry. Philippians. Oh, no. Uh, go ahead. You, you read that one in a minute. First, I'll read Philippians 1-7, the one we've covered before. Even as it is me for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. So, why does the apostle talk about having the Philippian believers in his heart, his prayer artillery, his partners, a lot of people that he had won to the faith and won to the gospel, because he was bound to them with a legitimate and clean investment of time, effort, compassion, love. And yeah, that's something that's supposed to happen with children and with animals, which is why it's so hard to lose a child or even to lose a pregnancy. It's a huge, it's a huge uh, catastrophe in the life of a woman. Yes. It needs to be. It needs to be healed by the Holy Ghost. So we're not talking just about fracture. We've all suffered trauma. We've all suffered loss. And what the enemy would like is for us to be discompassionate persons, for us to never care about animals, for us to never care about other people. It's difficult sometimes for soldiers, when new soldiers join their unit, taking the place of the dead, those that were killed in action or wounded and went away to the hospital or got shot down or and are in a prison camp someplace and the new guy shows up, a lot of soldiers make a decision. They, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to learn your name. I don't care about where you're from. And it's not that they don't care. It's that they don't want to suffer the emotional loss. If that person is killed, it becomes overwhelming emotionally something that is done to the program multiple intentional. All right. So we discussed that before. The heart can have another person in it. And uh, I'm going to just skip ahead. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians 2.17, the heart can be present with another when the body is absent. And the apostle talks about this. I mean, he leaves. He leaves this for us to figure out. There's been a trailblaze. I'll go ahead and read that one, and then you're, you'll be up, Polly. 
Okay. Comfort your hearts, establish you in every good word and work. I think I got the, I think I got the wrong reference okay. on that. I've been uh, I'll have to double. I've been fiddling around in the chat room, but it's only because I was taking all of your Bible verses and trying to put them in the chat room so people can write them down. Forgive me. I was just trying to be user-friendly and make things pe easy for people. Um, so forgive me. That's um, right. We are, gonna, we are going to do all of that. Uh, we're going to print all of this. So the Bible verses will be available to everyone. So next is the heart can be under a veil. And this is 2 Corinthians 3.15. And this tells about the Jewish believers that the Lord had not opened their understanding. So their heart was under a veil. And listen, if you're fragmented, your heart's under a veil. If you have a friend who's fragmented and you can't figure out what the heck is going on, it's because your heart's under a veil. Well, thank God we have this promise to uh, come out from under that. So guess what? Guess where sin comes from? Even sexual sin. Adulteries. Where do they come from? The ladies' man would say, deep, deep down inside of your pants. <laughs> Jesus said that adulteries come forth from the heart. Matthew 15, 18 and 19, also Mark 7, 21. It gets deeper than that, though. Sin can be committed with another person in the heart. In the heart. So everybody can say, Pastor Sam's a jungle missionary and he's going crazy out there believing in night tags and stuff, flying through the air at night, shape-shifting and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Right here is in the Bible, especially talking about adultery can be committed in the heart. In the heart. It doesn't have to involve pants at all. And it definitely doesn't come from there. Where does it come from? Out of the heart. So if you understand that, then we can be much more effective at combating sin in our own life if we understand what the core of it is, what the heart of it is, that it comes out of the heart. Okay. okay. The heart can be present with another when the body is absent. Okay, I'm going to find you the reference on that when we have a break in the action, but um, that one I got the wrong, I got the wrong uh, reference on. The heart can be pure. Wouldn't you like that? Okay, well, this is where we need the Lord to purify our hearts by faith. That's Matthew 5, 8. The heart can be far from God. Okay, this is the whole idea behind child sex abuse and trauma-based program is to make your heart far from God. There are other ways that the heart can become far from God. But this is an intentional, scientific, medical, occult study on how to alienate the heart of a child from God. How evil is that? Evil. So it's not a new idea that the heart would be far from God. What do you say, Holly? Okay. Uh, uh, is it my turn to read? <laughs> uh, anything you like. 
Okay. Um, forgive me because I'm pulling. Okay. Um, I wanted to read Mark uh, verse seven or chapter seven, but it gave me verses twenty-one through twenty-three. But just cut me off. <laughs> For from within. Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lavishness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. It's lasciviousness. Uh, and yes, it does not come out of the pants. Wow. I mean seems logical enough where it would come from. No, it comes out of the heart. Right there it is in the word. Murder comes out of the heart. Lasciviousness comes out of the heart. Fornications come out of the heart. Okay, the heart can say things. And I'm going to give you four passages on this. Matthew 24, 48. Luke 12, 45. 1 Corinthians seven thirty seven. And Revelation 18.7. In all of these instances, people said something in their heart. Oh, now I see where you are. When I'm out on the deer hunt, I have to be very, very careful to not say things in my heart to the animals because I move in the prophetic. And so it is very advanced. If, if, if I say something in my heart, that animal will perceive it instantly. I've lost, I've lost a lot of shots because of this. It's just something that I've learned and something that I've also developed in my own life is it's very potent when I say things in my heart. Well, here it is four times in the Bible that, that people had rebellions in their heart against God and they they didn't vocalize it. It was just inside of them. So it's just amazing power of the inner person that it can say things. All right. Heart can understand Matthew thirteen fifteen. Oh, I got thirteen In fact, 19 up. Okay, go on. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm pulling up the Bible verses. I have nineteen. I'm going to pull up the thirteen fifteen. I'm getting there. <laughs> Okay, ready. Each one of these is a little bit of deep waters, so you can study them out on your own. Um, But my heart can understand, or what's more prevalent in the verse is that understanding is not achieved by the heart, which is a very dangerous thing. Keeps people dead in sin and under the veil and and bound to their captors. Um. Uh, in this verse, Matthew thirteen fifteen, for this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Yes, got it. So see, if you understand with your heart, and then come to an turning, come to repentance, that's when the Lord will heal you. Will, will heal you, not my. Yep. And then verse 19. This is, why, this, this is why the enemy would like to prevent 
people from understanding with their heart. And so this is where we see the other inner man as the seat of understanding. Okay, so uh, let me read the title, and then you can have this, uh, you can read this next verse. The heart can have the word of God sown like a seed is sown into it. Go ahead, Holly. Ha-ha, I'm prepared. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Okay, so the word of God is put into the heart, and it may sprout, and it may not. And this is where people have to be very careful to cultivate the the growth of the word of God in their own heart. And if they don't, they won't stand the test of time, as the parable continues to tell us. The heart can ponder things, Luke 2.18. It's another power of the heart. So, see, we've made this cerebral, and we're going to study the now so the mind next, but the heart, this is the inner man. The mind, heart, the phroneos, which can be schizo, divided. All right. The heart can ponder things. The heart can doubt, Mark eleven twenty three which this verse is one of the key verses about faith and prophecy. If you doubt in your heart, you won't be moving any mountains by faith. And so somehow you have to get your heart to do the right thing and to not doubt. The heart can keep sayings, Luke 2.21. Now this is really important. The heart can treasure up good or evil, Luke 6.45. So inside of the heart, and this is not the only verse where we see a treasuring in the heart or an abundance in the heart, where we see substance in the heart. This is why Jesus said that the Pharisees were like whited sepulchers, that inside they were full of dead men's bones. They had an evil treasure in their heart. So here we see in Luke 6.45 that the heart can treasure up good or evil. The heart can be slow to believe. Luke twenty four twenty five. Jesus reproved the disciples for being slow to believe in their hearts. Well, this is where we can get the heart. We can teach our inner person to be quick to believe, quick to grab a hold of the seed of the word and mix it with faith. The heart can burn in the same passage. Luke 24, 32. So this is on the road to Emmaus. Jesus was with the disciples, and then their hearts burned, but yet their hearts were slow to believe. So there was a lot going on on the inside of those guys when the, the, the risen Lord Jesus was walking right beside them, yet they couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. The heart can be troubled, John 14, 1 and 14, 27. And with this comes an admonition to let not your heart be troubled. It's very important. So you see how many disciplines there are where we are commanded to control not only the outer man, right? It's not Islam. We're controlling the inner man. Wash the inside of the cup and dish, and the outside will be clean also. 
something that was a mystery to the Pharisees. The heart can be filled with sorrow, John 16, 6. I think everyone who has experienced SRA or uh, monarch-type programming knows about the heart being filled with sorrow mm -hmm. because this is really a science of the heart. They fill it up with trash. Hurt it. Well, thank God we can wash it with water by the word. And, 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 and here we see also the heart can rejoice. John 16, 22, Acts 2, 26. The heart can rejoice. The heart can be written upon, and not only with the law and the word, but with other things too. So I've only got one reference for this in 2 Corinthians 3, 3, but this goes all the way back to the Messianic promises of the Old Testament about the new covenant that the law would be written upon our hearts. This verse actually says, you are our ep epistle written on human hearts. So see, Space Ghost Cat is kind of my epistle to a very barbarous village full, full of every kind of adultery and narco-trafficking, drug use, and every other wicked thing imaginable. Child abuse, it's everywhere. And, and here, these animals that are mine are my epistle, they're my letter. Inside, in that animal is a message that this animal is different because someone treated it differently. And the apostle says that the believers that he has sown into and preached into are his epistles. So he wrote on their, their hearts. The heart can err, Hebrews 3.10. Don't want your heart to be errant, but it's something that it can do. The heart can do right or it can do evil. The heart can be evil, Hebrews 3.12. Don't want an evil heart of unbelief. And then here again, uh, the heart can have thoughts and intents, Hebrews 4.12. And the word of God cuts in and divides the intention of the heart. This is why people really, really avoid getting out their King James Bible because it will cut to the heart. It'll cut to the heart. Sorry about that. I think I was reading from ESV. I apologize. It's all right. I got my puke bucket right here. Close. I'm so sorry. I knew something was off. I knew it was going to be that. I apologize. I didn't mean to be rude or do that intentionally. And I know to use King James. So I apologize. I'm sorry. You're such a good sister. No worries. All right. <laughs> So, but I'll tell you, the King James kind of gets me laughing with all the it's and thou's and these, so I start giggling too. So I probably would have wound up laughing through the whole thing and not been able to read it anyway. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But. I'm going to send a short message here before we get into okay. uh, our next subject. That'll keep my phone from ringing too many times. Stay well, with me. While you're doing that, I wanted to say that uh, Grace in the chat room, while you were talking, she had mentioned <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5. It's the works of the flesh. And she said also, a second comment is, exactly out of the heart comes every evil. The heart is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it. That's why we pray, search me, O God, and know my ways. See if there be any wicked in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. 
And also, hello, Loriva. I love you. Welcome. I'm going to respond to that. Loriva says she can only understand. She says, uh, Loriva says she can only understand King James Version. Okay. See me, I'm, I'm tough. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> uh, and you know, Grace, that's a verse from Jeremiah about the, the heart being desperately wicked. I think it's from Jeremiah 15, 1533, if I'm not incorrect. And I met a guy one time. Are you with me, Holly? Yes. I met a guy one time who had that verse tattooed on his chest. What was the verse? Again, I got to write this down. I'll, I'll read it here if it's if it's where I think it is. Maybe it's 3315. No, it's not there. So uh, you'll have to find it for us, or I could use my device. But yes, it's where Jeremiah says that the heart is desperately wicked above all things who can know it. And this is where, out of a, we went out to preach, and everyone that had joined themselves to us was program multiples. Oh, and, and they told Dr. D and I, we want to preach. We want to go to discipleship camp. But the whole crew, from the least to the greatest, they were all program multiples all trauma-based mind control. And the leader of the band, who was the most twisted out of all of them, had that verse tattooed on his chest. I hope he comes to repentance. Well, what you're obviously dealing with in hindsight, all right, I have found it with use of the device. Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Of course, the next verse is, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. Reins is a word that now we're going to the Old Testament, but it is connected to this Greek proneos that we will look at. So, right, there's the answer to the enigma that the Lord searches the heart, he tries the reins, and then uh, he has power to heal them also. And so what this, what this fellow was saying by having that tattooed on his heart is that there is no salvation. There is no hope. Something that's instilled in every child that is fractured by abuse. There's no way out. There's no policeman that will help you. There is no good guy. There is no hero, and there is no God above all. And when someone really is institutionalized to the point where they believe that, that's when they do silly stuff like tattoo on their chest, Jeremiah 17.9. And sure enough, that fellow's heart was desperately wicked because he was under the veil, because his heart was evil. It was far from God. It was an unbelieving, an evil heart of unbelief. Well, that was all his own fault. And for the audience out, out there, for your friends, Holly, we believe for better things. That 
they will open their heart to God and see what miraculous things he does when he searches the heart. It's right in the next verse that God can very easily go through the catalog of our heart, that he knows it, that he sees it from above, that it's not hidden from him. And of course, implied and stated clearly elsewhere, is that he can and will heal it. That's why Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, Luke 4.18. Okay, let's talk about the mind. And if you could, it's, it's difficult to take these words and make a Venn diagram because they overlap and they are partly synonymous and partly describe different aspects of the inner person. But let's just look at them and understand that this is the inner person. It's the inner girl for you, Holly. <laughs> okay, so this word occurs 24 times in the New Testament. And let's just look at a few of them. A few of the a few of the capabilities of the mind. Mind control, said Bob Marley. Mind control. The mind can be joined to others. Now I beseech you, brethren, this is 1 Corinthians 1.10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you. Okay, so this could have to do with outer divisions between different people or inner divisions, right? But that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So your mind can be joined to others. And part of what happens in monarch programming is there are illicit joinings of the mind with the minds of other people. So we we break those illicit ties off of your life in the name of Jesus. And in the future, let's use this power of the mind properly and join ourselves to people that are likewise uh, pure-hearted. The mind can be opened by Jesus, and this is also on the in the Road to Emmaus event. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. One thing that people say about the Bible, especially the King James, is they cannot understand it. Well, That's the me. Lord's got to open your understanding, according to Luke twenty four forty five. <laughs> Oh, come on, I failed English and William Shakespeare back at school. I don't have a shot at it now. <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing. <clears throat> Forgive me, bad joke. There's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> no, but I do, when there's I hope, read the Bible. There's hope for all of us. No. And, and, and Holly, what you just said, sometimes it's hard for us to just put a tiny bit of faith with that little tiny seed that's sown in our heart. If, but if we do it, if the we'll see the dynamite. We'll see the dunamis power of the gospel. Go ahead. If the KGV is read to me, I can understand it. But while I would have to read it myself, it for me is extremely rough and coarse reading. So that's why I do have my King James Version because I like to look at the words. But, you know, I also enjoy my hallelujah scriptures. NIV, which everyone hates, but ESV, but I compare the different versions, but I'll be honest, KGV is rough reading, but if I'm listening to it, I'm good, 
but me reading it, yeah, I can't really make it through a whole paragraph. I have to keep reading it over and over because it gets confusing to me. <clears throat> I also have trouble with the KGB, so uh, I think we're together on that. That's KGB. what you meant, right? Yeah, KGB. <laughs> <laughs> the mind can be shaken. Second Thessalonians 2.2. 2. Well, part of monarch programming is it starts with shaking the mind. That's how it starts. So now you know that it's in the Bible, that the mind can be shaken. Who's crazy now? Uh-huh. There's a lot of preachers in the closet on what should be obvious to them. But they're under the veil, I'm sorry to say. The mind can be corrupted or defiled. 1 Timothy 6.5 Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. 2 Timothy 3.8 So do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Titus 1.15 Even their mind and conscience is defiled. Here's another one with the mind being reprobate. Romans one twenty eight. God gave them over to a reprobate mind, which of course is what had happened to this joker that had Jeremiah tattooed on his chest. Don't tattoo Bible verses on yourself, people. Some of you already did. It's in the past. We want to write that on the heart, which you cannot do with a needle and ink. This is the challenge. You know, I had a young disciple who's part of a youth group that I was instructing. And one day we were moving, so there were a bunch of people in vehicles moving around. She was driving this car, and I opened up the passenger's door and jumped in, and I looked over at her, and I had an open vision and saw her covered with tattoos. And I said, don't get a tattoo. And she rolled her eyes. And I thought, oh, everybody's been talking about this but me. Nobody brought me into this conversation. I saw it in an open vision. And she goes, I'm not going to get covered. I'm just going to get one little one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, the Lord is going to reveal the secrets of the heart now, isn't he? By his Holy Spirit that searches the mind. Yeah. Yes. Tattoos are a sign of being a slave. Remember that. You know what she you know what she did? She tattooed on her foot, let God lead. And she wanted to get this little tattoo, so her first tattoo that brought her in with uh, people in certain countercultures that she was one of them. And of course, what did she do? Not let God lead her in her life. Because she did the opposite, not ret- writing the word on her heart, but rather writing it with pen and ink on her skin. And of course, what is the the shocking part of that is that it all happened by the Spirit in an open vision. I was not party to any conversations. See, she thought that somebody else told me about other conversations and that I was just going to throw my haranguing on with everyone else's. But that's not the way it happened at all. It happened by Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, the mind can be in vanity. Yeah. Ephesians 4.17 
henceforth, from here on, henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. This is a challenge for the believer to not let your mind go back into vanity, into things that go in circles and do not profit. And then here where we began, the mind can be kept by God. Put this one in capitals. Underline this in your Bible. Philippians 4, 7. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, very important. The mind can be renewed. Now, this is the process of healing. This is the process not only of healing, but of discipleship. All right, so you're healed. You're not sick anymore. That's great. We still walk the disciplined life, whether it's physical exercise or spiritual things that we do. So you have to renew your mind, Ephesians 4.23. Part of this is in baptism. Part of it is the walk with God. Ephesians 4.23, Romans 12.2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I just want to say, Holly, one thing that the Lord put upon you, Part one thing the Lord did in your life as, as as your process of breaking free was He took you to be water baptized with someone who was uh, sincere. It's very important to be water baptized in the name of Jesus. Now, if, if you speak in Spanish, maybe you would be baptized in the name of Jesus and. Holly has her preferred Hebraic names for the Lord Jesus, which he was actually called on the earth. Now, I'm not going down that road of there are many gods and many names. This is the one living Lord Jesus. And I just want to say that you need to be baptized in his name in your own language. And this is the dawn of the renewing of the mind, according to Romans 2, and the circumcision of the heart. See, that wasn't even on my list, whether the heart is circumcised or uncircumcised. But it is key that your heart must be circumcised. And that happens in the waters of baptism. I deliberately avoided the, the verses from Romans 6, 7, and 8. But if you want to go look at the circumcision of the heart and its connection with water baptism, they're right there next to one another in Romans 6. Okay, so uh, minds. Yeah, we got a mind, right? Well, how is it God has a mind when he's a spirit? Hmm? Because this refers to the inner man. Well, God has a mind. Romans 11.34. Who has known the mind of the Lord? He's got a mind. 1 Corinthians 2.16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? And if you really want to dive deep on that, these are quotations from the Old Testament. I'll leave that up to you. This is meant to be a skeletal manual. We want the book to not be too thick and to not complicate the obvious. But if anyone wants to study further, please do. Okay, now this is very important. We talked about water baptism. The mind can pray. How cool is that? Very cool. Or, or the mind can be omitted. From the equation while the spirit prays and this is where we get into the baptism of the holy spirit and praying in other tongues 
which is where the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, that the mind is unfruitful. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. And understanding there is now the mind. So let's just read this other verse. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also, the nows. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also, with the nows, the mind also. So sometimes we'll sing a song that's written down and it's words in our language that we understand. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. That's singing with the mind, but then we can sing in the spirit, in an unknown tongue. And when we do that, guess what? The mind is unfruitful. Unfruitful. So a lot of people who are very cerebral have this block that they're not going to let their mind be unfruitful and let their spirit pray. And I would advise all those smart kids that you got to put it on the shelf if you're going to unlock the power of this other part of the inner man. Let your spirit pray. What do you say, Holly? Um, I like it. I was looking at your notes. <laughs> I posted them to the chat room to make it easier for some Oh, people. that's great. You know, Holly, when we're under the word of God, we find peace descends upon us. And uh, it's all right. This is part of the reason that we want to be in the company of other believers. This is part of the reason that we want to get together to study the word, because we can let our hair down. And the inner man, and that's where... I didn't mean to call you out of that, Holly, but you were you were just all chilled out and looking at the word and and uh, thinking on these yeah. things of the kingdom, and and there I had a call on you for an answer. I'm so sorry, you caught me. You caught me red-handed. You know, Holy Spirit, stop ratting me out to Pastor Sam. That's not fair. I'm sorry, but I mean, I'm definitely here and present, but. You're getting me thinking and the wheels spinning, so excuse I me. Want you to be, I want you to be at peace, Holly. <laughs> and I want your listeners to be at peace. And we're going to get together and hang out more and just look into the Word. But this is your new life of freeing your mind from the shackles, of freeing yourself from uh, overwork. This is your new life of peace and this is where the peace of god will keep will guard your hearts and minds in christ jesus okay let's move on to phroneos so this is let's look above here okay I lost phroneo this is strong's number five four two six and this is where in, in latin roots this is a very common word in English, we only use it a little bit. Diaphragm is one of the words that comes from phroneos. And that's a very key part of a human being. It is so key that myself, as a hunter, I'm always looking to pierce the diaphragm. If you pierce the diaphragm, uh, it is a kill shot. And so... Wow. This is the center of a person in many respects. Go ahead, Holly. 
No, I was just, I had a collapsed lung and just what you said kind of hit home because I really started to think about it and envision what you were saying. So excuse me. Wow. That'll kill you if you puncture someone's diaphragm. It makes it impossible to breathe. It creates a sucking chest wound internally. Of course, puncturing any part of the sealed chest cavity will will cause what's known as a sucking chest wound. But when you puncture the diaphragm, that happens internally. And it also allows putrid matter from the lower cavities of the body, the intestinal tract, into, into the chest cavity, which is where breathing takes place. And normally there is no... Uh, there is no putrid material in there. So it's very dangerous in that respect. And also generally the liver is punctured because the diaphragm lays atop the liver. And so in a, in a hunt, and this is why the Bible talks very often about piercing the liver. If you look in the Old Testament, the Proverbs of Solomon and the songs of David, David being a warrior and a hunter, lifelong, was there ever one greater? He talks extensively about piercing of the liver, because when you pierce the liver, you almost always pierce the diaphragm also. And so that creates a compounded injury. And then, of course, if if we look at uh, an arrow, for instance, once it pierces the liver and the diaphragm, that's when it goes straight into the chest cavity, which is full of blood vessels, the heart, and the lungs. And so that is, in my experience, the most effective way to kill. And what the Bible tells is the effective way to kill in many places. It all has to do with piercing the diaphragm. So. Although we only have that one word in English to linguistically follow this phroneo out of the Greek, it occurs many times in the Greek New Testament, the Bible, 29 times. Think, regard, mind, be minded, savor, which has to do with tasting. These are the, the uh, English translations of King James. So let's just look at a few here. What's phroneo mean again? To have understanding? Well, it's another word for the inner man. To feel, to think, to have understanding, to be wise. This is what uh, Strong's lexicon says. Okay. To direct one's mind to a thing, to seek, to strive for, to side with. Gotcha. Thank you. Freneo. So it's to think. Okay, it's in the mind. And cardia and cardia is the heart, correct? Right. Right. And noose, what's that again? The mind, right? This is the root of knowledge and gnosis. And of course, if you want to venture over to the linguistic root being taken over by the wicked into Gnosticism and Gnostic believings, Gnostic Gospels. 
if you ask me, Holly, some people are as agnostic as a GNU, but that's neither here nor there. Now is the root word for all those things. Okay, Matthew sixteen thirty three, Mark eight thirty three. Thou savorest not. So here we have the uh, the use of the sense of taste to describe this. Okay, Acts twenty. 28-22, what thou thinkest. So right here, phroneos has to do with the thoughts. So you see how connected it is to those other two words? Yes. Romans 8-5, those who are in the flesh do mind the things. So it's talking about focusing the mind on, but the root word is this phroneo. Romans 11.20, my note doesn't have the King James. You can read that if you want it. I'm not sure what it says. Uh, Romans 12.3, ought to think, but to think. So the admonition is to force the thinking down the correct path and not down an aberrant path. And for any survivor, this is super important. Your programming is made to put you in a holding pattern like the joke when we were kids when they were handing out brains you thought they said trains and said I want one that goes in circle well you don't want your thinking to go in circles to break free from that is to break free break free from the bondage All right, I was going to post these notes to the chat room. That's what I've been clicking away on, but it's too lengthy. I won't be able to do that, so please excuse me. That's all. I'm going to publish it all. Okay, I just was Romans trying to... 12, Romans 12, 12, 3, to think soberly. So this is where we have to choose to not be have a life that's driven by intoxicants. We have to think soberly. And, of course, the program mind is driven to intoxicate. <laughs> so I hung out recently with some believers, Holly. And guess what? No alcohol whatsoever at the party. So even the fringe members of the family, they behave themselves, you know. They sneak out to smoke every once in a while. But, yeah, they understood that it was a completely liquor-free party. Good. Right? Right? But if you open up the medicine cabinet, my God. <laughs> they were still getting so high. Still getting drunk. Who were very much not sober. We were dealing with people that even though they have this form of godliness, yet their life was driven by myriad pharmaceuticals. And any time their toenail hurt, they'd go to the doctor and get prescribed another one. And they had a mountain of them. A mountain of them. So who's thinking soberly, according to Romans uh, 12.3? Well, we see yet again another life that's driven by pharmaceuticals. This is coming from a whiskey-drinking preacher. 
who likes to close the door on the wicked and sit at the Lord's table with other believers and to let our hair down a little bit. Okay, uh, Romans twelve sixteen talks about haughtiness and where to put the mind. Uh, Romans 15, 5, to be like-minded. This is what we'd like, is to have some other believers that walk with us. If, if you should uh, covenant yourself in marriage with another person, you really want this scripture to be evident in your life. You can be like-minded with that person. All right, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, I understood as a child. Okay, it's phroneo. Had a little child diaphragm. 2 Corinthians 13, 11, again, to be of one mind, live in peace. So this is with other people. Galatians 5.10. Listen, we have to work hard to not be contrary. Not to fight against God, fight against the word, and fight against the unity of believers if there's not a real reason for it. So Galatians 5.10 tells us to not be otherwise minded. And of course the apostle had people that were, that were bucking against his teaching. They wanted to get tattooed. Just saying. Okay, Philippians 1.7 has to do with thinking. Philippians 2.2 2 has to do with being in one accord and of one mind with other people. Wow, the inner man has that ability to connect with others. This is why it's really important to have other believers that you can connect with. You know, I got some people in the village that I'm trying to connect with. They even went and got baptized. And the Spirit of the Lord told me, the Lord had to warn me in dreams. And I woke up from these dreams and I said, well, what the heck is going on? And the Spirit of the Lord said, yeah, it's great. It's great that those kids got baptized, you know, young adults, but they're nymphomaniacs. And, and you cannot expect them to just quickly transition over to being of the same mind with a believer. I said, ah, what, okay. I really wanted a quick solution on that, but the Lord was warning me that it couldn't be done because they were otherwise minded. And you know what? Uh, it's going to take some time if if you were subjected to utilization as a sex object, if your identity in life was tied in with being a sex object, it's going to take some time for you to learn other ways to function with people, other roles to play aside from that. It's all right. It's part of the, the disciplined path of coming up and out. See, I love my vow of celibacy, and I just drew a blank what I was going to say, but that's why I don't like when um, men hit on me because – I want to be better or thought of for something good, not for sex. I mean, I want to be thought of like for marriage, family, good, solid, wholesome things, not thought of for something filthy and dirty, you know? So. 
a human being has a million attributes, and this is why we wear clothes and put our face forward. It's our face, right? Yeah. Not your trasera, not your rear end. Yet, this is what uh, monarch programming and especially sexual trauma-based programming tries to reverse is to get people to put themselves out there as a sex object first. Okay. Uh, their glory is their shame, Philippians 3.19. Uh-huh. Who mind earthly things. So we're not supposed to let our mind go around in circles on worldly things. This is why we go straight to the Bible in the morning. Because otherwise, your mind will mind earthly things. Oh, what time is it? Where do I have to go? What do I have to do? I have to comb my hair to go do this. You're already minding earthly things. So as quickly as possible, as quickly as you can get out of bed and get your eyes to focus, get on the Word. I like I like my uh, Bible recordings. Play some worship. Worship the Lord along with some worship. Get up and make melody in your heart to the Lord. might even want to lift up your hands and use your voice. Pray in other tongues. This is how we keep ourselves from minding earthly things. Philippians 3.19. Philippians 4.2. Again, to be of the same mind with other people in the Lord. Philippians 4.10. Now at the last, your care of me. So people were concerned about the apostles. They prayed for him. They were they were concerned. They knew he was out in journeyings and wanderings, that he there were many opposers. And so this phroneos has to do with their inner man being concerned for him, from the heart being concerned for him. Your care of me. And again in Philippians 4.10, also careful. So we just see yet again another Greek word, and there, there are more. This is just a primer. This is just to wet your whistle when you get into the Bible so that you see it for what it is, a manual on cleaning the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will be clean also. So let's do that. Let's go on with God. He's provided everything for us to move forward into life and godliness. He'll heal everything that is out of the way in us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. <clears throat> What's going on in the chat room? Um, well, Grace said the Lord get, gave us a free will. The enemy robs, steals, overcomes one's free will, and owns the will of those he abuses, causing them to believe there is no choice and there is no other. But. Okay, this is a good time to bring up that I have intentionally avoided using the words the will and the soul because I think <clears throat> what we have gone the long way around the bush in demonstrating is that those words in our vernacular have taken on They've been hyper-urbanized. They have taken on another meaning that is 
may be incorrect. And the fact is, the will and the soul are what we have been describing all this time. It's Those are faculties of the inner man. And we have also the spirit, which is a powerful vehicle to express, as New Testament believers, we have this powerful vehicle to express our will and to express our desires and our wishes and our hopes, which is why I have to be very careful when I'm looking for the Bambies because my spirit will reverberate, will shake the whole woods if I allow my will to be expressed there. (laughs) Believe it or not, I have to quiet not only my physical body, but also this other vehicle for the New Testament believer, which is the spirit. And yes, the Lord wants us to walk in the spirit, So the will, we have wrong desires. This is where adulteries and fornications come forth from the heart. And they would like to express themselves as part of the will. See, then the will would like to take the body down to whatever place where people commit evil acts. Or the spirit. The spirit can be used to give expression and give legs to those evil desires. We have to deal with them in the inner man realm first. And I'll tell you what, making the faith so physical has really done a disservice. There's still so much addiction amongst believers, behavioral addictions, chemical dependencies. Yeah. And the root of it is where it's in the inner man. So this is where the surgery needs to be done. And most of the time, I'll just tell you that their hearts are uncircumcised, that they're under the veil. And this is why, this is why not only the Lord Jesus, but also the apostles in their writings say, Okay, uh, here's the works of the flesh. Here's the works of the spirit. So are you circumcised in heart or not? Nicodemus came wanting to have this deep conversation about the kingdom. And what was Jesus' message? Well, you're outside of it. How can you understand it? You're not born again. And Nicodemus was like, how do I crawl back into my mother's womb? Yeah, because you're under the veil, dude. And so, if you're listening to this, I want you to really, really consider the very high likelihood that you're on the outside of the kingdom. That you have done, as I did for many, many years, lived as an Old Testament prophet in the dying nature. You can function a great deal in the spirit, with the spirit of God, and even in prophecy, having a de- deficiency 
in the new birth and the circumcision of the heart. But if you rectify that, go in the waters of baptism with the faith of being a new creation and rising with the risen Christ, the risen Lord Jesus, then uh, you'll be so much further down the path. So please, from the heart, look at yourself in the mirror and not as a forgetful hearer and consider that you may need to, that you perhaps should go again into the waters of baptism considering that all previous rituals were ineffectual to circumcise your heart by faith. And maybe we're designed just to keep you going around in circles. So and thanks for that question. That was something that I really wanted to address, the will and the soul. I wanted to do it last after we looked at these other words. And you know what? You can Those are other words that you can look up and you'll see as you go through it reading especially in the New Testament. Ah, so this pertains also to the inner man. It's easy to, to then make that connection. Oh, speaking of um, baptisms this evening, <clears throat> I get the honored, humble pleasure to do the uh, service for a water and fire baptism as well as anointing my sister in holy oil to be Heavenly Abba's servant, so that'll probably be about, I guess, maybe approximately 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so if anybody wanted to repent and rededicate, um, I'll be live streaming it from YouTube, so, but it's, you know, the honor system. Um, I'm giving out the fire and water baptisms to those who are sincerely, genuinely seeking Yeshua. So if a witch comes in in sheep's clothing, um, well, may Abba use this situation to dump hot coals on their head for trying to come in and mess up the baptisms. But again, I'm, I'm giving it out to those by the honor system who are truly seeking Yeshua. So... So they could just fill up their tub and uh, go along. Yes, yes, because... Baptize themselves in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's no reason why you can't do that. And remember that even the Lord Jesus baptized not, but his disciples. So part of what disciples are supposed to do is baptize others. See, we, we've been in this trap of a, a clergy class, and it's unbiblical. Standard Time. Sorry. Okay, so that will be on YouTube at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, approximately. So, I want to just teach one more thing on yes. baptism, and then I think we can close our series and print our book, Holly. Yes. Uh, the Bible says that the disciples should go forth to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And when people are baptized, we often see this repeated formulaically, where they're put into the water and baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, much more important than any words spoken, aside from the name of the Lord Jesus, the more baptized, is that a person goes into the waters with faith. Because guess what? I've had a million fakers come around and allow themselves to be put under and try to fake our initiation rituals when all they want to do is to infiltrate our group and destroy, just like Alberto taught that he used to do. 
in his in his Alberto Rivera uh, books. Uh, but I just want you to understand that there is we serve a triune God. There is the Father, and the baptism that pertains to the Father is repentance. And John's baptism, even though it was a water baptism, was a baptism of repentance and pertained to the Father. So if you raise your hand in church, what you're really doing is that third of the path that we're supposed to tread. And I'm sure a lot of people listening have done that, and that they walked away saying that they had done it all. Well, okay, this is repentance, which is the beginning. Then there's a baptism that pertains to the Son, and these three are one. And that is baptism in water in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do I need to say that again? Yes. And as my power blows out in the whole village, (laughs) you need to be baptized again in the name of the Lord Jesus in water. It is with the Lord Jesus that you go into the tomb. It is with the Lord Jesus that you rise out of the grave unto new life. And then there is a baptism of fire in the Holy Spirit that pertains to the Holy Spirit. And this is when you will receive your prayer language. And do you know why for so many decades charismatic believers have struggled to get people filled with the Holy Ghost, Pentecostal and charismatic believers, because they're dealing with a person who has a defective baptism in water. And so this was my issue for a long time. I was repentant. I had that third that pertained to the Father. I fought for years to get a release of the Holy Spirit like many Old Testament prophets did while at the same time lacking the circumcision of the heart, which this is what causes the mind, the inner man, to not just be a wellspring of evil, evil thoughts, evil ideas. Oh, I could screw that, I could steal that, I could kill that. We want that to not be the case. So this is where we circumcise the heart, with a water baptism in the name of Jesus. So I would advise you, to reconsider your doctrine of baptisms, which Hebrews says is these are the basic doctrines. Doctrine of baptisms. It's one of the basic doctrines. Everybody wants to talk about complicated things, and a lot of times we need to revisit our doctrine of baptisms. So if you're listening out there, think think about going along with Holly tonight. Just fill up your tub and uh, prepare yourself to get in the waters to baptize yourself in the name of the Lord Jesus and to die with Jesus Christ and to rise unto new life with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will find a fundamental difference in your own heart. Okay, that's a very uh, abridged and shortened teaching about baptism, but I think that you'll find that it's enough uh, for all but the most determined scoffer. So let's all let's all move forward in new life. We live in a very, very broken world and the Lord loves those who 
were mistreated as little children, and he wants to bring you to a place of healing and, to, and of wholeness. So uh, I hope that everybody does as well as Holly in moving onward and upward. We're never going to complete the great command of the Lord Jesus to love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. But let's move down that path and try to give him 100%. And I think that you'll find that he helps you and that he'll, he will be happy with our efforts in that direction. Selah. God bless you, Holly. Let's leave our series right there. And uh, in the name of Jesus, God set every captive free. Amen. Selah. Oh, this is a great show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. I really appreciate it. And We love you, Holly, and all of your friends. Please reach out to me on gospelgunslingers.com. You can message me there on the site. There's a button for Telegram. There's a button for my YouTube where I have a lot more Bible teachings. You can comment on those. Say hello. Reach out. I want to be your pastor, and I want to be your missionary. And uh, if you have any private concerns, please bring them, bring them to me, and we'll take them before the Lord. All right. God bless you, everyone. We'll meet again. Blessings. Bye-bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.